Welcome, welcome, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got your girl, Carrie. He's making me do the lead in. It's all right. I don't mind. I don't yeah, mind. right. She freaked out like two <laughs> seconds before. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. That's not true. It was true. And then all of a sudden I said, oh, you should just say, I said, you should just say, this is the Carrie Compo show featuring Massey this yeah, morning because like, she gets all the it. views. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Fun facts. <laughs> I have to sit on a book every time I do this, <laughs> do this podcast because I'm so short. I feel like my grandma who had to sit on a pillow every time she drove. She was like four, eight. Fun facts. There we go. What are you, five? A five strong, a five, st- two and a half. <laughs> and climbing and poised to climb. <laughs> five foot two and up. I'm five. I'm five. I'm all a five, six. And my 13 year old is taller than both of us now. It's sad. Sad. Sad panda. Yeah, sad panda's word. Yeah. It's, all uh, right. it's not a good, not a good morning. It's uh, a somber day. <laughs> knowing that uh, we are physically inept now. <laughs> but we're blessed to have 16 years of long marriage, and it's been amazing. Amazing. Uh, I have no idea, really. We're, we're So, Carrie, okay. We put all the let things me, let me, on let our... Me, <laughs> let, let me back up here, but go ahead. You put all I the things... I was going to say, when we advertised last night, we put topic, all the things, because we didn't have a topic, let's be clear. We had, <laughs> yeah. like, maybe we'll do this. Let's talk about this. And I, we both weren't feeling different topics, so here we are. I, I will say, though, this is why I love Mike, because he keeps us on a topic. Even if I don't really want to do the topic... It keeps me focused, right? So I'm going through topics yesterday to care. She's like, nah, not feeling it. Yeah, what about this? Nah, not feeling it. I'm like, well, it's Constitution Day, you know, tomorrow. She's like, and? You know, like. Well, it is Constitution Day tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow, 17th. So we can advertise our uh, Constitution sale course. Do we have a Constitution course? Get ready there, E. Where you at, man? Jeez, so much pressure. We have a sale on our Constitution Yay! course. It's fifth, is it 15 weeks online? You can go to our website, theselfevidenttruth.com, and go to the store, click to enroll in the course. Normally $250. It's on sale until Constitution Day ends for $100. It's $100, guys, and you get incredible information. We went through the philosophies of law, why law was important. Um, We're actually going to add more to it now. We're going to be adding some more classes, uh, different things like even the Roman Empire, uh, different things like that here, hopefully uh, next year here at the beginning of the year. Um, we're also got another course that we're developing for for pastors and teachers, uh, basically to talk about the biblical view of government and how we should, as ministers, talk about it and not be afraid about it. We even talked about putting out a course like the ten basic principles of freedom of our freedom, like ten just short things that when you're talking to people, you need to know about freedom, our constitution, our rights. Where do they come from? Just yeah, yeah. ten, the ten basic principles. So. I think, and to, yeah, that, but like, I, I also don't want to be your voice on what you're called to do, you know? So like, this is what I don't, <laughs> this, what I don't like is when I go speak or I go preach and we minister and stuff like that, people are like, but what am I supposed to do with this? And it's like, yo, nobody told me what to do. Right. Nobody told my friends like Joe Z and all these other guys what to do. Right. They picked up their cross and started walking and then God right. would tell them what to do and they did it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be the guy to tell you what to do with this information. I think it's important to know this information. Just don't follow the crowd. Do what God is calling you to do and move forward and start bearing some fruit for his kingdom. Uh, this is really fun stuff, guys. I'm, I'm really excited. 
uh, for the new stuff that's coming out for the courses and things like that. We're actually working on some books here soon as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but dude, we got we got we got stuff to talk about. So tomorrow is Constitution Day, 245 years, and it's the strongest document ever cr created as far as like keeping our country in check as best we can. Now we have people on two sides. One says, "Hey, we have hope for America; it can be reclaimed." We have the other side that says America's too far gone. We don't know what to do. Is it too far gone? Jesus is coming back. You have these two opposing viewpoints. And our whole thing is, look, even as I was going out to meet Austin this morning, my, a friend of mine, uh, you know, he's a young kid. I, I help mentor and stuff. I'm praying on the way there going, Lord, what do you want us to do? Like, if this is what you want us, you wouldn't have me talking about this nilly willy, like what or willy nilly. I wouldn't be doing this if there was no fruit to be bore. On the other hand, I would do it even if there's no fruit to be bore because you want me to do it. If God's called you. If Jeremiah, God's call yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, again, preaching for years, never heard anything, right? So, and I don't want to be Jonah mm -hmm. where I hate Nineveh and, right. and I don't want to preach right. to Nineveh. So it's like, yeah. I don't want to see the corruption. Yeah, I don't want to see the corruption in America and say, well, you know, we, uh, it's, it's just too far gone. Screw it. That's not what God told Jonah to do. He said, go over there and tell him to repent. Mm -hmm. Well, that's our job. So, Listen, if, if, if we see, and, and I don't know what camp you're on, go ahead and comment down below. Uh, go ahead, comment down below and uh, hashtag live liberated. Comment where you're from. Also, comment, what do you think about America? Is there hope for America now? Yeah. Or are we just running down this path of straight destruction and, you know, guys, hold on for the ride type of thing? Go ahead well, and comment down below. I think what kind of started this conversation is, um, I mean, we've talked about this concept many times, and um, I'm sure you and Mike have even covered it in the podcast before, but... What happened was I, and I'm not going to give too many details because, um, you know, this was a private conversation, but I went to lunch with somebody this week and um, this, I mean, we've known this lady and her, her family for going on 10 years and we got to talking about, I mean, they have a great stake in America, like they have a great investment in the freedom of America and we got to talking about how, um, that whole concept and her yep. feeling like, okay, maybe it's just, maybe it's too far gone. And maybe, and she, and the Lord brought her to some areas that she was able to stay out loud about America that she's never said before. But like, um, and so it got us talking about how is there still hope for America? And I, to me, I think in terms of the biblical miraculous things that God did for nations, especially when there was corruption. I mean, you look at um, the Daniel, the concept of Daniel, the story of Daniel. And we, we talk about like, what, okay, what am I supposed to do? How do I keep this freedom? What am I supposed to do? You do what God tells you to do. And it might be crazy in that Daniel, God set the stage for him, for that nation of, to bless that nation wow. by Daniel, simply not eating the meat. Like it wasn't some big ministry that God called. It wasn't some big word that the Lord had or had him in front of, well, well, he did have him in front of kings, but didn't have him like go prophesy to kings and presidents. It was simply that he didn't eat the meat and God used that to highlight him and bless him and then bless that nation. You know what I mean? It was, it was something out of the ordinary. So it's going back to what am I supposed to do? How do we preserve this? You tell me what you're supposed to do. Yeah, well, it's also too like just listen to that one act of obedience set that whole kingdom up for Daniel to be a part of it mm -hmm. to show the glory of God. One simple yeah. act of obedience. And you know what it was? Everything contrary to what the world was saying. Right. One thing, right? I think sometimes we try to do the flashy stuff to get to go in front of the kings. Like, 
if we just yell long enough, uh, uh, if we cuss a little bit, if we show how we mad we Democratic are, if we, if, if we mock the Democrats, if we mock the Joe Bidens, if we yeah. do this thing, it will get us attention. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, that has never worked. Right. Well, it, it will get you attention. Sure. But will it change a nation? Dude, you know, but you know, it's crazy. Even Paul said, I didn't come unto you with excellency of speech. Right. Right. He said, I came into you in the power and the demonstration of the spirit of God. Yeah. What is that? Literally, your conscience is can be the power and demonstration of God. You being submitted to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And not following mm-hmm. the things of the world can be that tem- demonstration of power right. in you. Right. And that God is real and that he does want to speak through you and all those things. Guys, continue to comment. Hashtag live liberated if you can show us where you're or tell us where you're from uh, and share this video with people. We got a lot to talk about this morning. We're talking about constitution day tomorrow and is america too far gone and then we're going to talk about the 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 concept of prophecy right and we really want to talk about that because we came from a different background so we're going to get into that in a little bit is america too far gone look at that black forest germany's happening right now can you click on the comment bro from joshua it says there's always hope yeah click on that would you it should pop up there go ahead and read it oh um josh joshua says there's always hope but we must seek god in his ways only he can save america help save America. And like, that is one of those simplistic answers that some people like scoff at and say, okay, but like, okay, but, but that's really at the end of the day, that is really what is going to quote unquote, save America is seeking God in his ways. Yeah. Like, uh, so uh, we've said this a hundred times, especially talking about the constitution on constitution day. If the founders themselves had consistent days of prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. I'll go through one of them. I remember uh, reading in 1776, I believe it was March or May, uh, when, when you have uh, uh, our, our Congress basically uh, institutes a day of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. They talk about so that we may submit humbly to the invoke the blessings of God yeah. to ease his displeasure against us. Basically, like, hey, we, we want to make sure we're clean so he's yeah. not angry with us. Right. And that we're going to fast and pray for his blessing. And then Washington had it read to his troops. So I'm just going to say this. What makes us think that our methods of man are going to fix mm-hmm. what, what we've destroyed? Okay. In other words, we've gone so far down the rabbit hole. Like, Because if I'm looking at uh, social media as, as a general rule of thumb, right? I just saw this morning hold the line from the, these guys, uh, uh, Sean Foyt and them guys. You know, they put up how they're trying to sexualize kids and like in public Mm -hmm. schools and like they're justifying it and all these other things. And it's like, okay, there's a problem. We know that. Right. But there's also this remnant side of God that people are homeschooling. Now, when I was talking to that dude on the, on the, on the show yesterday, he said, did you know that there's like seven, like it was, it was like a 125%, something like that crazy increase in homeschoolers since 2020. Yeah. So you're seeing the remnant of God as well, pull their kids out. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. There's a mass exodus of public schools right now. Yeah. Right. And the world's going to be the world. It's always been the world. What is going to be our response to the world? Fear Mm -hmm. constantly pointing out what the world is doing wrong or Christ. And I'm not saying Sean Foyt, Sean Foyt's the man. I I love him. I'm not saying that I'm saying if we keep looking at this negative stuff, we're never going to see the power of God and the glory of God come through. How are we going to see prophecy? So you look at, uh, um, uh, Ezekiel, right? When he's in the Valley of Dry Bones, we talked about this last night. He was talking to dead bones. He prophesied to a desert mm-hmm. <laughs> where right. bones were everywhere and scattered. In other words, you couldn't get more dead than being bones. Right. So it's destitute, it's desolate, and yet God's telling him, prophesy to the four winds. Mm-hmm. Make these bones come alive. It's a perfect chance to prophesy into the land right now 
because of its constitution, because of the prayers of the righteous, because of the past prayers of the righteous, because of all the days of prayer and fasting. And because of the deadness of our nation, like in morality. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I'm looking at this two ways, one prophecy and prophetic Mm -hmm. uh, saying, okay, we have to really seek the Lord on this. I agree that there's corruption happening. There's the, there's the whole deep state and all that stuff. We can all agree with that. Right. At the same time, righteous, you better learn how to pray. We got to learn how to pray now. Like, well, and that's the thing. Like you talk about, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, from the start of the revolution till the end of the revolution, there was, I think it was 13 or 15 government issued days of prayer and fasting. And going back to my lunch with this um, lady that I went out and basically she had come to the point where she's like, I have realized that the answer is not found in the Republican party and getting even the right person elected. Now that is all good. Getting, godly people elected but that is not the answer and for some reason our founders knew that and i mean if you want to side note into the fact that they said basically if we ever get to a two-party system we're screwed but um so there's that (laughs) but um but she was at the point where okay i'm realizing that the answer is not found even in the quote-unquote godly officials godly politicians it's found in christ and our founders going back to seeking the lord we Sometimes I think, how is it that we, even me, know the history that they had prayer and fasting and seeking and two hours in prayer, you know, at the beginning of the uh, constitutional, no, at the beginning of Jacob Duchesne, what was that called? Um, The, the, the gathering. (laughs) I hate this because I get those two confused too, constitution convention and then the, uh, uh, the, 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 that meeting. Where in they Philadelphia all came together yeah. before we to declare independence. They had a two hour prayer, whatever <laughs> they, you smart people. They sought the Lord and somehow we think we're going to fix it through a party. Like just to me, like, right. The, the points don't meet somehow <laughs> there's a disconnection here. And I, like I'm saying to myself, even me, I have thought that often, like we got to get these right people elected which again is I'm not leaving that off. That is very true. So important. But too. what what is the other the other side caveat of getting those right people elected? Right. So, so also too, I, I I'd like to note, uh, still on this whole topic, I would like to note too if you guys could share this video with someone uh, as well. But can you can you click on Nancy's comment, bro? Nancy. Nancy read this. Name. Yeah. Need read this. It says with God all things are possible, and each of us has our choice to make to make to partner with God for what He wants to do, or go against God's desire and force Him to fulfill the negatives we earn. Nailed it. That's His judgment. If we don't obey, His judgment is fine. I'll leave you to your own devices. I was just having this Bible study with my kids uh, the other night. Romans one, very hard chapter to read to your kids, but like He gave them over to a reprobate mind. He gives them over. That's judgment. You want that? Go for it. I'm not even going to force you to do it. As a matter of fact. Yeah. You did it. You chose, right? So in this in this time in, in America, we as the righteous, what you're saying with Daniel, going back to Daniel, look at what one righteous man can mm-hmm. do to a nation. Yeah. Don't tell me there's not more than right. one or fifty right. in this country. And so that, yes, I have the same hope. God. He's the same God that could use highlight Daniel and magnify Daniel's um, anointing, gifting, whatever it was for that nation at that time. He is that same God. And going back to the concept that we see corruption every day because there's a constant media pouring into the world of what's going on and it's all corrupt 
both sides of the media are corrupt. But corruption is nothing new. Yeah, like it's not a new concept. Government corruption, national corruption is nothing new. I mean, if you look at what England was doing. Um, during at, the founder's time, yeah. Well, during the founder's time, even during like Scotland's time, like they had a law called Primanucta. Like, <laughs> hello, that's a little corrupt. I'm just going to throw that out there. Basically, the concept was if you got married, uh, it was law of first nights where the government officials could come and sleep with your wife before you got to, to. impregnate her yeah before you got to the pro- the purpose was to eradicate the scottish people right, right. To, to 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 breed them out basically so yeah that, that was that was bad i mean that's like right. you know when you have christians being thrown at lions we don't have that here right so your lion is the guy on social media getting mad at you for being a christian really or that's cnn or cnn yeah, yeah which they're caught at every turn lying anyway right. so stand for the right. truth right right and so I think more and more as we do this, guys, keep commenting, keep sharing. We love all your stuff here. Kevin Velasquez said he likes this conversation. My brother just commented here. He said, hello from Texas. You can't pray if you're proud. Can't pray if you can't read the book that teaches us how to do it. It's that simple. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Got to stay in scripture, man. I, I totally, totally agree. By the way, that's my brother from Texas. Um, Real brother. He has, brother he is, no, brother. he actually is my physical flesh brother. <laughs> yes. He's, he's not a brother from another mother. I will say brother. he's sort of better looking. I'm just cooler. <laughs> so it is what it is. Lead the fish. Yeah, you stink, <laughs> dude. Uh, anyways, so no, I didn't mean it like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're also talking about um, so Constitution Day. Let's talk about this for a minute. The Constitution was not a document written overnight. It wasn't a bill that was passed overnight. This was a debate between fifty-five men. Um, if you know anything about it, it was like twenty-six Episcopalians, five. Cat, you know, Lutherans and like it was all biblically like men who had their faith grounded in something. Were all the men following their faith? Who knows? <clears throat> you know, there was some kind of influence in it, right? But then you have this whole thing with Benjamin Franklin, right? This this prayer that he did. Yeah. And what's unique about that prayer? So our constitutional convention was about to dissolve because they couldn't agree on anything. What? No. You're smiling at me. No, I'm just thinking about something else. So the constitutional convention was about to dissolve, and here. You have 55 dudes saying, screw it. We can't agree on anything. What's the point? Uh, let's stick with the Articles of Articles Confederation, all these other things. And then here, Benjamin Franklin steps up and says, listen, we need a three-day recess. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I got to say something. And then he says, in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, we, we sat in this house having days of prayer and fasting for this yeah. nation. But then he says this, I've lived, sirs, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth that God governs in the affairs of man. He said, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without its notice, can an empire rise without its aid? He said, we've been assured, sir, in the sacred writings, except the Lord build a house. Mm -hmm. They labor in vain that build it. He said, I firmly believe this. And he said, I firmly believe that if we try to build this whole thing without the spirit of God, basically, we will succeed no better than the builders of Babel. That was his speech. And two weeks later, after they adjourned for three days, two weeks later, the Constitution was signed. There's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about this constitution. This constitution was not written against the the person, the citizen. It was written against the government. This was the first of its kind. Our republic, our republic is a constitutional one. We're not a democratic republic or democratically represented, but we're a republic that is constitutional. We're not just a republic where we elect representatives. Those representatives now have a standard over them called the constitution. That's what's supposed to keep them in check. Lately, they've been turning it against the people saying, well, see, guess what? I have these authorities and these powers. No, you don't. There are 17 powers listed. 
That's it. And we've allowed them through years and just, let's be honest, apathy, right? Who cares who did it? Who cares who allowed it? It happened. We're back in this position. How do we learn from the past? Really, what honestly, what a lot of prophecy is, in a lot of ways, except biblical-type prophecy, a lot of what we're seeing out there today, what we notice, and I'm getting into the realm of prophecy now, is just look at history because it's doomed to repeat if you don't correct its mistakes. So we could say, well, corruption is going to happen. America is either going to fall or survive. Okay. 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 Yeah. You know, that's so what I'm saying is biblical prophecy was going to the king and saying, you're in sin, dude. And we need to change this. You need to go back to the Lord. You need to obey. Or prophecy was when Micaiah goes up to to, to, uh, King Asa and then and and Joseph had saying, don't go up to war right now. You're going to die. Right. And then Azaz like mad at him, throws him in the stocks. Right. And, and feeds him bread and water. He's like, I hate that guy because he always prophesies negative against right. me. Yeah. And it's like the one guy who stood against the crowd out of the, well, how many prophets did they have? 800, 400? Wow. I know. We're oh, four, I was six, th- eight. I was thinking about like the, um, the story when they called, was it Elijah, the troubler, troubler of Israel? And um, he was basically troubling Israel because he was prophesying the word of the Lord that went against what they were doing and what they wanted to do. And it was like, I think, I mean, if we want to segue into prophecy, I'm good right now because like, this is where I'm at right now. I'm going into prophecy. Yeah. Well, how we got on this kind of topic, our son, who's 13, almost 14 came to us. Um, They were at youth group and some, you know, they had the prayer team there and people who were ministering and giving words and he um, went up because he said, sometimes I struggle knowing if I'm hearing God's voice or not. Like, is it me? Is it just my own words or my own thoughts? Or is it God? And it got us talking about how um, just the gift of prophecy and understanding prophecy. And um, if we're talking about nations right now and prophesying nations, we, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but most prophets who <clears throat> went to the kings to prophesy about a nation it was not fluffy rainbows and pretty, pretty ponies. You know what I mean? It was like prophesying not their sin, calling out what they were doing wrong. And that goes nation, back to the nation. moment you call out Trump, the Republicans are like, <laughs> and it's not that we're wanting to pick on tr- Trump. That's not the point. And not that we don't trust Trump or not that we quote unquote didn't vote for him. It's more that you're calling out what needs to be corrected. That's what I'm that's so so let's 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 go with that, right? When those prophets came on the scene, it was your nation will be in desolation. You will see you will not see the goodness of the Lord. But then all of a sudden, inside of that judgment, there is this remnant that God preserves and begins to prophesy to the remnant Mm -hmm. the promises of God, those who seek him in the destruction, in the slavery, right? In in the system. That's why I think to the community of believers who do believe in the power of God. We can't prophesy, no, the Lord's on our behalf. No, the Lord's with us. The Lord is for us. To me, that's just scripture. That's just the Bible promises that through scripture. To those that seek him, I will have life. I will have it abundantly. That's in mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 28 promises. If you obey the commandments of God, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You'll be blessed in your coming and your going. You know, uh, your, your, your children shall eat the, the, basically the fruit of the land. You'll, you'll live in houses you didn't even build. All those other things, that's scripture. Now, when we look at prophecy, though, when we say, hey, real prophecy is seeing things for what they are and saying, this is truth. This is not truth. This is how I gather it. Now, there is those prophetic gifts where you see into the thoughts of men and you see uh, what God is showing you for them. When it comes to the nation, right? 
I can't read the intents of man. I'm not doing that. The only thing I can judge is their fruit. And if it's either Republican or Democrat, my duty, my duty is to hold them to their oath. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about President Trump or I'm talking about President Obama or President uh, Biden or, or, or President Bush or whatever, how come it's good to speak against Bush 22 years after? But when we were doing it back then, it yeah. was wrong. It was bad. He's a Republican. We shouldn't do that. He knows what he's doing. Now, everybody sees the wickedness and the corruption of the Bushes. Now they're coming out against real conservatives. When the whole time we were saying 20, this is nothing new for us, right? 20 years ago, we were saying this dude's corrupt. Yeah. We're saying now, look, not everything Trump did was good. Mm -hmm. And we're not about to be swayed and parlayed and fooled into thinking that, hey, we better shut up about what he does wrong because that'll sway an election. No, who happens to be an election is who we wanted as a nation to me. Now, we can believe in election fraud and all that other stuff, right? But either God is on the throne or he's not. Either Biden, like, let's say the election was stolen, right? Let's, let's go that, that, that route for a minute. Whether you believe it or not, the election's stolen, right? Whatever. Either God has his hand on his people or he doesn't, yeah. right? Yeah. So we got to look at two things. We continue to walk the line of God in obedience. Second, we still call out the corruption. Third, we stand against the corruption. Mm -hmm. Fourth, we change the system. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. I'm seeing churches now raise up and raise yeah. up standards in their churches. They're pulling kids out of public schools. Yeah. People are now beginning to homestead. They're getting out of these systems, right? Pulling their money out of banks and starting to do things. 10 years ago, that was foolish talk. Right. You're conspiracy theorists. Why are you doing that? Now it's actually becoming commonplace to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is it prophecy or is it just looking at history saying, start to shore up, dude, because this can happen? Yeah. Well, no, I was just, I mean, I was going to segue into the concept of like, okay, how do you know that you're hearing the voice of God, the Holy Spirit? How do you know that it's God? I mean, I'm more so asking the questions for our listeners. I was going to give my point, but I think we should segue oh, into I, I went off prophecy. on a whole different point. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. You went on. That's why, I mean, I think that concept of whether you're prophesying to the nation or prophesying, you know, to friends, the concept of prophecy. Are you and saying? And not even just prophecy, just hearing the voice of God hearing the Holy Spirit. Sleeping. Well, the reason why I went that line is because you, you brought up prophets who didn't preach or mm -hmm. prophesy the good stuff like all the time. It was very ju judgment based, right? This is how I know it's the voice of God. If what I'm about to say is going to edify them, even if it's a corrective word or an admonishing word. So like if it's a corrective word, I see pass. And if they receive this correction, it's for their good. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The second is if I hear an admonishment about somebody like just to man, dude, I see the Lord smiling over you. I see the Lord singing over you. I see the Lord. You know what I mean? Like I've had some really cool words for people. Here's just one example. Um, um, sitting with a friend, you know, uh, and, and, and I was I, I could see him as a kid in his bedroom. And I actually said there's a there's a small window mm -hmm. in the room. You're about four or five years old. There's a bed on the floor with a pillow. And I drew out the crack in that window. Mm -hmm. I like I can see the crack like this. And there's like tape over it. And he like immediately broke and wept. Why I said that and why I wanted to go that lane. And I don't know why I stepped out there, but I did. The reason I did that was to show him God was watching him the whole time. God right. had been with him the whole time. Right. God was there. You know what I mean? You just didn't see it. But now you're this age, you're 22, 21 years old or whatever. Now you see it. Yeah. Now you're here. Now you're in church. Do you understand God brought you to this place? He's real. If he wasn't, why would I know that? Right. How do I know that? That is seriously the spirit of God. So to me, there's two. Those are the ways I judge a word or prophecy or hearing the voice of God. 
is when I hear for someone else, if it's a harsh word or I say harsh in, it's going to, it's going to sting a little bit. Yeah. If it's corrective, not vindictive, people give words in a vindictive nature. Yeah. When I say, Hey bro, I see what you're doing right now. We can see the sin, bro. But if do you realize God's got this on the other side, bro, you're holding back the blessing for that. Mm -hmm. You're holding back the, you're holding back the blessing for a piece of bread. And a harlot, the Bible says in Proverbs, you're literally holding it back. Talking about if it's pornography or whatever, right? But then there's this other side of, man, there's admonition, and that's going to grow them. Because sometimes we overdo it on either side. Am I getting too far in the weeds? No, I just have so many thoughts. I so so hold the thoughts. Which role do we want to we, on? No, no, this is good. Because like sometimes I give a good word, right? And we can give the good word in a bad timing. Mm -hmm. So in other words, when we give a good word, it becomes where the good word uh, – makes them ease in their sin a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. it takes them off their cross a little bit, if you will. So, well, I mean, and that's that, I mean, I guess, like I said, I have so many thoughts. I had the thought concept of uh, prophecy and how, so I read a commentary when I was newly saved, um, maybe not newly, newly saved, but um, when I was starting to understand the gifts of the spirit and particularly prophecy. And it was a um, commentary by Charles Spurgeon called The Burden of the Word of the Lord. And he talks about in there about how we get so caught up in the gifts and how fun they are and like amazing and the gifts of prophecy, like you're, you're seeing, you know, into the future or you're seeing about their lives and all these things. Um, but we don't understand often the weight of the gifts of prophecy and that you're dealing with people's lives their livelihoods, their families, their health. It's its a very um, weighty responsibility if you look at it in terms of the things that you're actually prophesying to people. So it's not just this going back to the willy-nilly concept. It's not just this willy-nilly of I hear the you know the Lord saying this and I in giving it all the time. Sometimes it's about waiting on the Lord and mulling over what he's given you for somebody. I actually just this past Sunday um, – gave a word to a lady that same lady <laughs> um, that we've known again for 10 years. I've probably given more words to this lady than I have anybody else. And I'm still in the back of the church. Like, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't want to go in my own strength. I don't want to give the word of uh, my own filter. I want you to speak over her life. I want this word. I mean, like if this is from you, I want you to pour over her life. And Ooh, I think that's good. the way the weight and, and it's not that I don't have confidence in hearing the word, the voice of the Lord anymore. Sure. It's more the knowing the weightiness of what prophecy does for people. Yeah. And it's again, not this willy nilly thing. And that's why I think sometimes we get, um, how do you say it? Like, and I've again, been guilty of this where you just, you get so excited about the gift, like you're actually hearing from the Holy spirit. And it, it feels amazing to be used of the Lord. Right. And so like you just kind of become flippant about it. But question, how do you know it's a word from God or not your own head? Well, and that's what I was going to, one of the lines I was going to go down. To me, that's why it is so vitally important to stay in the word of God and read the word. Because to me, number one, prophecy won't go against the word. Come on. There you go. Prophecy won't go against the character of God. How do we know the character of God? Obviously, the fruit of the spirit. Well, and reading the word, reading yeah, 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 what yeah. he's done for 6,000 years for people. And so to me, like, and then spending time with the Lord in prayer and praise and worship, like you can have the gifts. And it's funny because my mom and my aunt were very prophetic and didn't, you know, spend necessarily time in the word or 
clearly my aunt didn't in um, praise and worship and seeking the Lord. So the gifts will still be there, but you perfect them, I think, by spending time with the Lord. And then the other caveat is practice. I mean, you have to be willing to step out and be like, like you think Nathan, he's going to the king on a nudge from the Lord. You know what I mean? Like he's going to King David on a hunch that King David did this. Like you have to be willing to step out and say, okay, Lord, I'm stepping out here and I'm going to say this and um, he'll, he'll bear, he'll bear witness yeah. to what you're saying. I do think too, though, those prophets knew their lane, right? They right. weren't, they weren't supposed to prophesy or watch it. He was ordained to the king and appointing Kings. That was his prophetic mantle. Like yeah. that was, he's the prophet to David, mm -hmm. not the prophet to the other prophets, not the right, prophet right. to the, he was the prophet to David. I'm going to help you with right. the voice of God here. He also appointed David as king. So you could see that mantle, right? Yeah. God ordained him to go find that king, ordain him or, or anoint him and those, those kind of things. I do think too, like uh, when, when we're talking about specific prophecy about the word, I think a lot of it has to do with two patience. Like, are you being patient with right. what God's given you? So there's this whole character. I was telling my sons, you know, we were reading about the fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, you know, self-control. Mm -hmm. I was like, and yet God is still the God of judgment. God mm -hmm. is still the God of war. God is still a man of war. God is still uh, the, the God who's jealous over his kids. God is still, yeah. he has this character about him, right? right? That That is still, should be feared and awed and reverenced. You know, like he's still this God who who uh, uh, hates sin and loves righteousness. If he didn't hate sin, he wouldn't have had to send his son to the cross. He hated sin so much that his, his son was on the cross for you to make peace with God with you. So, there's this other side of the Lord, too, that we don't like to admonish and talk about, that he's still that God. He's still the God that's sitting on the throne laughing at the plans of the enemy and yeah, those here. Right. And so, like, there's that side, too. So when I look at the fruit of the Spirit, if you get a word from the Lord, all those fruits should line up. Love, joy, peace, mm -hmm. patience, kindness, right? right? Self-control. Because mm -hmm. you see a lot of prophets out there today, they just they got a word. They got to give yeah. it today. They got to... Did you marinate on that though? Right. Did you like sit right. on that? You know, did you, did you think, right. did you take that in? Right. Then there's people who claim prophecy and they're, they state the obvious. Like the queen's going to die. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's 97 years old. How old she? No, she's going to die. And she's getting skinnier and barely walking black hands. She's, she's going to die. die. It's like, like really? <laughs> no, it, we're not, we're not. I want to be careful and not mock the, <laughs> the gift and, or mock the, people that said that because well i think clearly her mom lived to 101 so she could have lived five more years well i mean and, and this is why we have to be careful there mm -hmm. are people who literally state the obvious there are people who and then there too there's people who claim to be prophets who who regurgitate yeah. the word right they regurgitate things like uh and scriptures become overused because we want that prophetic word mm -hmm. i think one of the best examples i've seen is joe like mm -hmm. we have like Ralph and guys at our church mm -hmm. too, that are, that knock it out of the park. Yeah. But Joe has probably been the best example of the guys marinated on prophecy for 30 years. Like he's yeah. marinated on that gift. He's marinated on the pastor gift. He's marinated on the apostolic gift. So when he hears from God, when he gives a word, he's very much like, I don't know all of this. I'm right. just telling you what I'm seeing, what I'm sensing. And, and he's not claiming to have the stake on prophecy. Right. What he's saying is I can feel tremors. We need to pray about this. He brought up this really cool example of people saying, well, if you give a word, it should happen that way. He goes, no, not exactly. Because when he says, when judgment comes in Matthew, when the Bible talks about judgment, you don't want the women to be pregnant and nursing. Mm -hmm. You don't want the, 
So he says to pray so that that doesn't happen. So in other words, these warnings that come are for us to pray so that we don't end up in these situations. So in other words, the tremors we're feeling, right? But then there's people who say, you know, I I heard a word one time, and this is pretty much word for word. Trump is going to be a bull in a China shop. He referenced China constantly, and he was a jerk half the time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an obvious word. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a, that's a, that's an obvious observation. You know what I mean? And so like you can deduct and do the reasoning and it's like, yeah, he was because he's always been that way. Trump never stopped being who he was. He's always been that way. He's always been like outspoken, loudmouth. But he was also very kind, compassionate, gave a lot, all those other things. So he did a lot of good things, but There's this, there's, you got to be careful that when the word comes out, right? What is it doing to the hearer? Is it edifying them to the body, to to prayer, to the word? I was just going to go Go there because like you, okay. uh, You have people were people born in sin. You have people clearly in sin. A lot of times, do you prophesy? How do I say this? Do you prophesy that you see their sin or do you prophesy where God is calling them? In that you look at Gideon, Gideon was, a, in all common word terms, he was a coward. He was threshing wheat behind the wine press because he was scared of the Midianites. The angel of the Lord came to him and called him a mighty man of valor. At that point in time, he was nowhere near a mighty man of valor, but God, God was calling out to him what he was called to do. And so a lot of times prophecy is not necessarily calling out their sin right then and there it's calling out what God wants them and where God's bringing them and get what God wants to pour out to them. That doesn't leave off. Again, you have the uh, prophets going to the Kings calling out their sin right then and there. So there's that balance of understanding like that you can do that. But a lot of times as Christians, when we, and we said this in the last podcast, you get, we get the discernment of what their sin is and it's clear as day, but what do you do with that discernment? What do you do with that prophecy of knowing their sin? of knowing exactly. what they're walking in. What do you do with that? That's right. That's right. Do you, do you call it out and leave them there? And I guess my, and this might be my filter in that we spent 12 years in a group where it was like constantly calling out your sin and condemning you for your sin and never like uh, pouring life over you, never pouring the word of God where he's calling you to. It was like constantly pouring out your sin. So when I see people like that, I know that are, <clears throat> broken in sin yeah and they're the ones to be like outcasted cast off. yeah my yeah. heart goes out to like okay what lord what do you want to say where do you want to call them to and so that's probably my filter because of how often that happened to us yeah know? yeah and so. it could be it could be a filter again that has to you got to weigh that out with the lord right? right is is are you given a right word in the wrong timing right are you right right and we gotta so i, I gotta go to some of these comments can you get to that uh deidre comment what I meant to say, what I wanted to say was, you see that? Can you click on that? She said, what I wanted to say was, I appreciate also when a prophet leaves room for mistakes, like admitting they could be wrong, so mm-hmm. we can sharpen our own ability in praying and asking the Lord about that. That's why we have to learn the word and understand his way of thinking, renewing our minds. I love your ministries and hearts for Jesus. And I, she's right. When, when uh, To me nowadays, yeah. a, a word, there's so much going on, especially mm-hmm. with the the, 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 you're getting influences from the people around you. I've known to be, I mean, dude, I was around, you know, some of these guys and they can read your thoughts. Yeah. And so they're getting not only your thoughts, right. They're trying to pick up on your thoughts, 
they're getting revelation from God and then they're feeling other things in the room. Right. And so like, you got to be careful. Right. But like, again, I'll go back to Joseph Z. If you guys don't follow him, you got to get on his page. He's, he's amazing. When you follow this or when you, when you start to see them, when they're like, Hey, I could be wrong. Like, and, and, and I'm just telling you, don't follow me for follow me sake, follow the Lord, seek the Lord, pray to the Lord. And those kind of things. When you can do that, then you can leave room for God to show you and instruct you and right. teach you because the word of God is quick mm -hmm. and powerful and sharper than two-edged swords, right? Mm -hmm. The word also corrects, it, 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 uh, it exhorts, it's, it's uh, profitable for doctrine and reproof. All, that's what the word of God does. It's supposed to correct us right. in our giftings. Right. So the prophets, the apostles, the pastors, teachers, evangelists, the word of God should correct each one of us to walk in the fruit of the spirit, to walk in the knowledge of God, right? So when, when we hear the voice of God, I love the fact that when I can hear the voice of God, I know it's for someone. I know it's going to bless them. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to benefit yeah. them. I know there's going to be something that they can take. And the fact that I don't know them, right, but they got blessed mm -hmm. because of what was said proves that God is real. Right. And, and, and so it's woman literally making God real for them yeah, in their life. And it's, it's super simple to say that, but it is so powerful when you have, and I, I, I say this lightly, when you have churches that don't believe in the gifts of the spirit, prophecy, the gifts of healing, I always, I never like want to condemn them, but I always get grieved in my heart because you are ripping the spirit of God away from their people. You're taking God moving in their lives and how it looks now in their lives. You're taking that away from them. Yeah, you are. Are you going to keep going? No, go ahead. <laughs> You want me to pick up right from where I left off, where you left off there? Do you even remember where you were? Yes. Okay, then go. Sorry. Sorry. Well, kind of, but you just kind of, you threw in the, and then you went to the, and then you went like this. And how am I supposed to come in? <laughs> I have all here? faith in your podcasting abilities. <laughs> this is your podcast. What are you talking about? Which I wish I could tell them what you're planning, but I can't, which I pretty much just said. What I'm you're planning. planning something you're planning something um i know from from being with you right prophecy can also be an unction to prayer yeah um and i want you to talk about that if you don't mind an unction to prayer to to you you've, you've had a lot of people on your heart and i used to think there were people who experienced great loss but it's actually a lot deeper than that um, pretty much everybody I've ever seen you intercede for has been those people who are broken. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the ones who people wouldn't even know is going, what's going on in their lives because they put on a good front, you know, and I could think of three of them right now, you know, they, they smile a lot, they're good people and they want to help you, but nobody would see what's really going on behind closed doors in their lives personally. And a lot of it has nothing to do with them. It's just where their spouse is at that time or whatever. Yeah. Right. But prophecy and prayer really, or I'm sorry, prophecy, I think to me, really drove you to prayer. Can you explain yeah. that too, where prophecy can drive you to prayer? Well, I mean, I guess I can just give my experience in it in that um, I, and I said the last podcast that um, I had a wonderful youth pastor that taught us what intercession was and really crying out for a situation or a person. And we would spend every Tuesday night with our youth group um, at the church, interceding, interceding for people, interceding for, you know, our friends, for our uh, state, for our country. Um, and so really learning that at a young age and as a young believer. And then um, when I was pregnant with Nathan, I had a word for my midwife um, at the time. And 
just really feeling it was like a two, three year process of like feeling pulled to prayer, pulled to prayer, pulled to prayer <clears throat> in that I would get a word and I would like, I got to go pray. Like we'd be at the grocery store or at the dinner table. And I was like, I just go got to, I got to pray. And I literally felt like I had, I would get a word and it wasn't, I would give her a lot of words. Like okay, yeah, I yeah. felt like the Lord saying this, but often it was more like, I have to break through on their behalf. I have to break. Through. Why? I don't know. <laughs> don't even know no because like that's the kind of stuff that we never break okay just go with me for a minute right being in so many churches preaching going to these places right their prayers are five minutes ten mm -hmm. minutes they don't think about intercession they don't think about mm -hmm. going to the throne literally sitting at the feet of christ like no they don't think about i gotta fast and pray for these guys i gotta mm -hmm. break through for them i've got to you know what i'm saying like i was even thinking this morning i was sitting with a guy and i said i gotta pray for that person i gotta like fast for that person and they're like, you fast for people? It's like, yeah, I fast yeah. for people. You know, it's like, what makes that um, What makes that a part of your thing? Like, what? how did you know that? Like, I've got to break through for them. I don't, I mean, I guess I don't honestly even know. And I, I've never weighed out that answer, I guess. But other than it, like really partaking in the heart of God for people. I mean, I talked about this particular lady that I went to lunch for. That was a whole like two, three year process of, interceding and praying and crying out for her in that like there'd be times and for me like prayer looks like this I guess we're moving to prayer now but like prayer looks like this for me a lot of times in intercession I have a burden for somebody in prayer I will go to pray and I'll pray and it's like and you know that God's here and you know you're before the throne yeah, yeah, yeah. but when I get to the point when the Bible says like that the Holy Spirit um, or he intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered Oof. if he does that then in prayer shouldn't prayer look like that in us often and so like there would be times where i would be praying words you know all the things and then i would get to the point where i am just crying out there's no words and i feel that i'm more effective in prayer at that point with no words i am just crying out for god to move on that person wow. um more effective at that point than i was with all the words that i said because and and that's like i feel often intercession is the reason you get to that point often because you're carrying the, the weight of the Lord's heart and 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 it is literally probably like this like that you understand that we understand like an in intercession the weight of the Lord's heart what we really understand is like this but this is so weighty and heavy and powerful yeah that we just you it over it over it does doesn't you. it that yeah. that proves the spirit of God is greater way greater than us in our understanding yeah right that we think okay we got doctrine we got a little knowledge in us no literally there are depths of mysteries he wants to bring us to we've never even touched yet right for us to be fully enveloped in the spirit of god right, right. to walk out his word and walk out the encounters mm -hmm. right so that's a balance of both mm -hmm. that the encounter should line up okay this is scriptural i see this right. the encounters have happened well, we're seeing we're seeing ahead. real revivals happen word-based and spirit-based yeah. that's a real genuine true revival right? right in the person right like we seek these huge revivals the revival's in the person yeah. that creates that revival right, right? well and we were just talking about this the other night, like that there is so much more that God has for his kids, for the believers. There's so much more than what we partake in. We often, I feel like even in my own life, we often get comfortable with this because this in and of itself is so amazing and powerful, but God has like all of this for us that he yeah. wants to give us. And I was talking to you about the, I was thinking about the story in the Bible where the rich man goes to hell and Abraham is up with Moses. And it says he's in the, I think the bosom of Moses, right? Is that what it says? And the rich man 
realizes that he wants to go back and tell his family, like, basically, you don't want to be here. He wants essentially someone to go tell him, tell his family how to get to heaven. Yeah. And then they respond and say, well, if they won't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they believe the one rose from the dead. And I, so clearly that's the concept of the unbeliever wanting to go back to his family who's unbelievers and get them saved. But I was thinking, okay, well, what about the believers that actually go to heaven? Are they looking down on us and saying, can I go back and tell them there's so much more for them? Can I go back and tell mom and dad that you have so much more for them? Like my dad just went to heaven, you know, 10 months ago. That's so Can I go back, Lord, can I go back and tell her how much more you have for her? Like there's just so much more that he has for us. And I, and sometimes I can't even wrap my mind around, okay, like I think logically, I like, I'm a very analytical thinker. So I know there's so much more. How do I get the more, you know, and it doesn't often work like that because there's not necessarily, okay. an A plus B equals C because then that's essentially we can do it in our own strength, but like how Lord, there's so much more for us as believers. There's so much more that he wants to do through us and for us and in us. So, yeah. So, um, I got Joe on here Yeah. and I was like, you want to come on real quick and talk about prophecy a little bit? Would you be cool with that? Me? Yeah. Ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm sending you a link right now, Joe, and just click on it and then we'll get you on. You'll be in the green room and then we'll click you on because we're talking about prophecy, Joe. And what's really cool about it is, um, prophecy and prayer and, and how sometimes the hard word is being honest with people. So I just sent you a link, buddy. Um, and, and hopefully you can come on here quickly. It'd be cool. So sorry. It was last minute. We should have called earlier, but you know, that's how these things work and you happen to be on it. I don't care. Actually, I'm glad you're coming. So, uh, you should be, you should have gotten the link, uh, right now. And I hope to have you on in one second, buddy. You can go on your phone too, Joe. Don't worry about it. It, It'll, it'll work. Trust me. So anyways, so you just said you were talking about how that that revelation you got. I remember when we were sitting there and you asked me, you know, like, wasn't it the 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 yeah. the, the dad the basically saying yeah. the rich man saying, Go tell go my, my family, go to yeah. my family. And then you said, Geez, can you imagine what's going on in heaven? I just mm-hmm. want to tell them. Yeah. But dude, God's already saying all that. God's already telling us all that right. in the scriptures. Right. How all much there. more how yeah. much more bliss? I think you got to turn on your camera there, big boy. <laughs> Joe, you gotta turn on your camera, son. Oh, he got off. He's gone. He's gone. gone. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. <laughs> and go ahead. Keep no, going. Just, once I once mean, I get set up, it'll get set up. Yeah, it's all right there. And yeah. And I mean, I guess if you want to get into that, I it goes back to no, like digging into planting yourself in the word of God, planting yourself in his presence, seeking him. Yeah. I personally firmly believe and I hate to be so legalistic about this, but I firmly believe that no one should be prophesying if they're not spending time in the word. Woo! Like that's go ahead. my <laughs> bring them on. See what happens. Go with that line. Be, well, I mean, it. We, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, that if you're prophecy lines up with the word prophecy is God's character prophecy is God's heart over people and yes we can get all of that in like spending time with the Lord in his presence but then there's something about backing it up with the word of God that the word of God is our foundation and so if we're not planning ourselves in the word of God and it's not just prophecy I mean like if we're 
to me, going out there and doing any works of the Lord shouldn't be done if you're not spending time in the Lord, with the Lord in his word and in his presence. But it, but especially, but giving a word, though, yeah, giving something directly from heaven, like a preaching or a revelation or something like that, mm-hmm. you need to spend time with God. Yeah. You know, and I, I've, I think Which, there's, go ahead. I, no, go ahead. I was just funny that we're bringing Joe on because he's. Well, I hope he comes on. He said to me once. Um, hey, well, kind of. Third times, fourth times, fifth times a charm. But um, turn, turn that one off. Yeah. Talking about Joe, he said to me once, woman of God, read the word until it talks back to you. Read the word until it talks back to you. And I did. I like planted myself in the word like, OK, I clearly all these people around me know something about something about the Lord that I'm not grasping yet. And yeah. So I'm going to plant myself in the word. And that is when I did that, like that is when um, things begin, prophecy begin, all of it began to make sense when I planted myself in the word. And I am not letting go of this word until you speak to me and read the word until it talks back to you. So. Yeah. Lord, I pray you open this channel here. <laughs> I'm serious. Like he's been on like three, four times. Uh, open up this channel, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Father. We can be beneficiaries of what needs to be said today through uh, these men of God and women of God. It'd be cool if Heather was on too. It'd be cool to just chat with him about this. Um, but also we're seeing more and more. Is, is, is he live? Can you hear us, Joe? We can't hear him, but I have the channel on. We're cranking. <clears throat> no, not like that, man. Just kill my ears here. Oh, you got off one. Well. Oh. Anyways, so. Yeah. I... Anyways, because I can hear the, the bleep. Maybe we should have him on uh, with us. When he's actually so, in the studio. Again, fun facts. I love that saying fun facts because I say it all the time. I will be doing podcasts with you every other Friday now. That's our plan, right? Yeah, it is the plan. <laughs> so, no, no, you, I, I will. Say- I will be doing podcasts with you every other Friday, because okay. whenever you're on, people actually show up. Okay, well, either way, I'm going to be on this show <laughs> every other Friday. So it's been I was awesome. Say maybe we can plan to have them on. Um, I think somewhere. it'd be cool. Yeah, Joe, we'll just get you on when we can get you in a studio or something like that. I know it's tough, especially on these mornings. It's Friday, and you're well. No, yeah, you're done. You got done with. No, we started at 10, so you should be able to write out of your out of the gate. Anywho, um, we're we're excited and, and Hannah, I, I want you to pray over the people. And, and if we go into prophecy, we go into prophecy, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I want you to pray over the people um right now and really see because if if he can come on, he can come on, we'll 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 mm-hmm. get him on here. That would be really cool. He must not have good service or something. So you want me to pray now? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Lord, I thank you for this time, and I thank you for all that you're doing and all that you've done for generations, Lord. And I thank you that we claim you to this nation. We lift you up, and you said if we lift you up, you will draw all men into you. And I thank you for that you pour out on this nation. Yeah. You pour out on our listeners. You pour out on people who are seeking you that you do answer and you answer questions. You answer thoughts, Father. And I thank you in Jesus' name that you call them higher. You call them into their anointings and their giftings in Jesus' name. Yep. And I thank you that you make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert where there seems no way, Lord. And I thank you that you are who you say you are and that we take you at your word. Come on. And that's our foundation, that our foundation in you is unmovable and unshakable, Lord. 
And I thank you, Father, for your anointing, for your eyes to see, your ears to hear, and a heart to understand. And I thank you that you pour out right now on our listeners. In Jesus' name. And that your giftings are in operation, that you are real, and that you speak over them, that the word of the Lord has free course right now in this podcast over their lives. And Lord, we... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. No. Lord, I, there's there's a there's an anointing that needs to be placed over the people from from us, and and I I don't have it to give, Lord. You've given it, and I thank you, Father. You pour it on these people now, in the name of Jesus. That Lord, they're not just here to listen mm-hmm. for listening's sake; they're here to do what you've called them to do, Lord. I pray you purpose them, you've anointed them, you've blessed them in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, if we have a word for these guys, I thank you, Lord, that the word comes through in power. And that it transforms them as well in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you uh, for even being used, uh, for the opportunity mm-hmm. to be used in Jesus' name. I was just going to go with this. Um, we have, I think she's still watching, Cassidy Cuevas. I just felt like when I saw your comment here, I felt like the Lord was saying to you that, like, he's calling you higher. And I feel like you have a stability that people long for. You have a stability, like... And you could, I think sometimes you feel like you're not stable, but there's a stability about you that people long for. Yeah. And I feel like that is going to be highlighted to people in your gifting, if that makes sense. Like your stability in the word of the Lord and seeking after Lord, the Lord is going to encourage people um, to seek after the Lord. It's going to encourage people to find their place in the Lord. Like you have your place in the Lord. And I feel like he's just calling you higher. Yeah. He's calling you higher in prayer. He's calling you higher in his presence. Come on. And um, so let's go. <laughs> yeah. I think too, with uh, Deidre, Deidre is, is on right now. So sweetheart, I, I I'm praying right now and thinking about you in Germany and I'm thinking about all these people and, and I'm, I'm hearing this. I, I pray to God, this ministers to you. Your time isn't even close uh, to being over. You're, you're, even when you're praying and you're, you're, you're taking territory and authority, you have people in a, in, a, in a community that you're around right now that needs more of your influence, more of the spirit of God, more of a stepping out for you to like operate in those ways and those things. It could be a church. It could be a, a, a home group or something like that where you need to minister. And I see uh, two specific women right now that 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 need your uh, ministry they need your mm-hmm. testimony they need your heart uh and i think i'm not saying you you relent or you shrink back i think there's just more areas god's bringing your voice to and like he's tuning your ears more to hear uh yeah. deeper and so there's more coming for you and in that obedience more opens up as yeah. far as like ministry goes as far as like man lord what are you calling me to i really see a lot of provision coming your way too uh financially some some blessings mm-hmm. coming your way right now and that's not because of that's not because of you being obedient. That's just God taking care of his kids. You know what I mean? He takes care of the, 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 the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. He's going to take care By of you. By the way, Deidre, I did not tell him our, our Facebook chats back and forth this week. So there you go. Really? Yeah. Wow. Amen. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I, I don't know. I just know Deidre. I see it all over you, sweet sister. I see uh, a voice that like, you're going to be a forerunner for the new Spurgeons, you know, your mm-hmm. prayers and stuff. You're going to anoint and usher in those new Spurgeons, the new, uh, uh, th- those, those, th- to, to bring that stuff back to the things of God. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm excited. This is kind of new for us. We've never done this before. No, this it's is fun. Of, this fun. is fun. I was going to say, um, I think destiny rice is 
Is that the last name? Um, I think she's still watching. Um, I just feel like the Lord is saying over you that I see you like um, changing wardrobes. And what I mean is that is, uh, so there was a time in my life, I still do sometimes, but there was a time in my life where I was, uh, I would just wear t-shirts and shorts and jeans. And then it felt like God was growing me up and I started to change wardrobe that's right change your wardrobe Elijah he's like what are you talking about I'm wearing t-shirts and jeans but I just see the Lord changing your wardrobe and it's a spiritual thing where he's growing you up into like a woman of God and I see you like almost putting on I don't know if you've been watching any of the um uh royal stuff from England where they're doing the whole uh funeral for Queen Elizabeth but like you see these Kate Middleton and uh, Meghan Markle in this just like beautiful classy clothes and that's what I feel like the Lord is doing you he's growing you up into a woman and I see you changing wardrobes into like a higher calling so there you go I hope she's still watching who, who was that for? Destiny Rice Destiny um there's so this Josh guy is on right now there's there's some stuff for you too bro um I'm trying to get Joe on here just give me a second guys um I say at this point it's more becoming more of a distraction. We just make a show, a special show with him. Well, we could. Um, I, I, I want to say, um, Joe or uh, Josh, so obedience goes so far with the Lord where now you're beginning to be trusted even more with the things of the kingdom. And it's like we think, like Carrie was talking, when she was talking about Daniel and having that one step of obedience, your step of obedience. I hope I'm saying this right. There was some things that you went through that were super, super difficult. Uh, and there were tough decisions to make. Uh, but when you did it, it was like the Lord said, there he goes. Now he's engaged. Now I have him. Now I got him where I can lead him. Like mm -hmm. I can the wind I can lead him mm -hmm. and he's going to blow and he's going to go wherever I, I send the wind. Right. Mm -hmm. Joe, you're, 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 I'm sorry, Josh, you're about to begin. Uh, and you probably already have, I kind of see you already taking two steps. Uh, in some new things right now that that God is placing you on uh, that 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 can and will affect the things of the kingdom. Uh, and. Oh, oh, that's that's what it is, dude. The vaccine mandate. That's right. OK, cool. So there's more coming for you. Uh, and, and, and the Lord, the Lord is on on what you're doing right now. He's just on what you're doing right now. And uh, and and God wants to 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 bring more provision uh, with what you're doing. I just see too. There's a new house coming, uh, like an establishment. Like so, that's what I, when I see a house, I see establishment. It could it could mean physical house, but I just see a huge like a, a he's going to settle you now into the place where you need to be. So there's like an establishment and a settlement mm -hmm. coming for you, and it's going to be your territory, your ground, where you can affect change with family and those kinds of things. I don't know what you're looking for as far as family and kids. I don't even know if you have kids. I just know that I see where th those effects, like you're going to do things you've always wanted to do. Like uh, I, I, I see like farming, homesteading. Like I, I hope that's right. But I just see where God's going to create those things that you've always wanted mm -hmm. in that field because mm -hmm. you've stepped out. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be awesome stuff, dude. I really, really, really bless you today, Are man. Are you going to say something, Elijah? Uh, real quick. It's, it's actually funny you said that because I was looking through the chat and I saw, I saw Joshua's name. And all I heard was, I don't think you you know what your name really means. And I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty harsh. Wow. Um, but that just kind of stuck with me like, okay, what does the name Joshua really mean? So I was over here just kind of doing quick research. And the name Joshua biblically 
means God is deliverance. That is exactly mm. what Joshua did in the desert with the Israelites. Amen. Amen. That's good. I think it's, sometimes I think um, this has nothing to do with what you're saying, but you said the word <laughs> deliverance, and it made me think about how, as Christians, we often get caught up in what deliverance looks like, what worship looks like, what prayer yeah. looks like. And often it's – it. for example, I um, – I had a pretty serious health thing here back over the past year and I came home from the hospital and very real raw fear of what could happen to me, what could happen to my kids and, you know, praying against it, fighting with, you know, the enemy, all the things, all the things that, you know, to do praise and worship, listening to praise and worship as I go to sleep, it would be really bad at night because you're alone with your thoughts and I couldn't sleep. And I had a dream that I was supposed to go out um, to lunch with a lady and tell her what I was dealing with. And so I texted her and said, hey, can you meet for lunch? Oh, there he is. He's right there. Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, guys. Finally, we did it. <laughs> we pulled it off. <laughs> Demonstration of power, baby. Just I had to go to another platform and just see if that worked, and apparently it did. So here we are. No, so we're, we're kind of doing some ministry right now, Joe. And, and Okay. And we were ministering to the people on now and, and we were given some words, but one yeah. of the things we were, we were talking about today, and I don't care how long this goes, you guys keep staying on and keep sharing, keep doing your thing. But Joe, we were talking about prophecy and we were talking about, and the reason I talk about prophecy is because in today's world, I may have even talked to you about this one time long ago, uh, but Carrie, you had mentioned when Joe gave you a word 17 years ago now, it's almost been 16, 17 years I don't wow. know if you remember this, Joe, but you said, read the word when we read the word woman of God until it talks back to you. Come on. And and I remember that. And it, it was so vivid that that's real prophecy, pointing her back to the word of the Lord, pointing her back to her Jesus, pointing her back to her identity. Yeah, and so we were talking about what is prophecy? Uh, she asked me what I think hearing the voice of God is. How do you know what the voice of God is and what's obvious? Because I was telling her we weren't trying to mock. That's not what we were doing. But people say you know, uh, we're overusing terms now, like for such a time as this, we're over right. like the devil overplayed his hand. He literally always overplays his hand. <laughs> Every time something happens and it's evil, he overplays his hand because he's prideful. So he's going to overplay his hand and watch God move in that, in that, in that destruction. So how do you know what the voice of God is and what isn't? Well, my sheep hear my voice is what the word of God says. It's, it's simple. And prophecy is something any believer can develop in. Every believer can develop beyond the the gifting of a office of the prophet. Every single believer can. You look in Second Corinthians chapter fourteen at the very end of the chapter. It says, "If all prophesy, if all um, do these things, then what happens is the uninformed and the unbeliever come in, and they are convicted by all, and they are convinced by all." And that's from a word of knowledge that's so piercing, it causes people to fall on their knees and cry out and say, surely there is a God. Amen. But hearing God for yourself, um, there is no better litmus test than the word of God. You, you get the word of God and you, there's a lot of intellectuals with the word of God that they wouldn't know a prophetic word from God if it jumped up and bit them, literally. Right. They're so intellectual. They're, they're too, uh, they're too brainy and all this, but you begin to give your heart and mind over to the word of God and Hebrews four says, and the word they heard didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with their faith. 
But when you, like Carrie and you are talking about, when you begin to mix the word of God with your faith, whatever your gifting is, be it prophecy, being hearing the voice of God, all that, it will come alive as a byproduct. The word of God is made to bring your gifts alive. And when you mix it with faith and prayer, it's just going to come alive. So hearing God is really simple. We overcomplicate it. And what has happened is there's so much fanfare around it. There's so much prediction-based stuff. There's so much um, God said that we we do, um, what's the right way to say this? Um, we do a, a goofy way of giving things labels because we don't really know how to deal with the thing. So um, those who dance are thought mad by those who cannot hear the music, right? And so many times people, they they just get that we label things like you just said oh the devil's overplayed his hand oh these things are taking place oh my goodness it's so terrible and the reason is is because there's such a lack of good training and good fathering and really good understanding in the word of god where you do measurable results with prophecy you have measurable results by the word of god you have measurable results in all these areas so i believe in revelation interpretation application and a lot of the things we've seen missed is because the last seasons didn't require accuracy, didn't require it. So people could get away with whatever they want to say and people yell and scream and say, oh, an angel told me and they dance in a circle and praise the Lord. And it's all wonderful. And I, I don't mind any of that. But it's, if somebody says, I've been to heaven, you know, five times today, they're baking cookies this time. They're, you know, all the stuff that people begin to go into Massey, you know, um, and, and God bless them if that's real. I don't mean to be critical, but there's a lot of this that I say, I mean, come on, you know, there's a lot of this, like I'm a highly prophetic person. I have really powerful encounters. I know Carrie is, I know you are massive. I have highly powerful encounters, but I don't go to heaven every five minutes. I don't, I don't do some of those things. And so I'm not being negative on that. Maybe that really is some people's experience, but I actually think what they're probably experiencing on some levels is a psychosomatic encounter where they allow themselves to believe a lie long enough that if they can imagine it, now that's their reality. If they just think it, they went to heaven. Buddy. If they just go down that road, they went to heaven. And that is a very scary thing for me. I'm actually uh, I'm not telling anybody this right now, Massey, but I'm going to be showing you another book that I want you to endorse eventually here. <laughs> but but sure. I'm, I'm writing about a chapter right now called Angels of Light. And, and a lot of people are caught up in this prophetic nonsense and the, the number one thing, it's not difficult. We just get in the word of God. We drive, we drive this word of God through and we keep it in our heart. And then what you hear, you just, you, you stay calm over it. You don't get all worked up and you don't have to predict things. So in my particular scenario with prophecy, like when I see something, if I see it, like it comes to me early in the morning and I see it with my inner man or my physical eyes, or I hear it in my inner man. Then I know I'm seeing something I didn't induce. And then I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to talk about it. And then it matters to what level did I see it? Did I see it where it was like, oh, my goodness, we better, we better get ready because I saw Jesus coming back today. You know, <laughs> we better get ready, right? But what I keep seeing is things, and the Lord will show me things, and it's our job to do revelation. You've seen it now. Interpretation, go to the Word of God, go to prayer, see what seems good to the Holy Spirit and to you. Acts 15 says that they saw what was good to the Holy Spirit and to them. And that means you have to have a good, balanced foundation on the Bible. And then application is how do you tell the people? 
how do you act on what you've heard? You know, what do you do? And, and I think those go in levels of 30, 60, 100 fold. And we just got to, we got to learn that. And, and I think there's been so much sensationalism over prophecy, which I'm, I'm okay with some sensationalism. I don't mind a little drama for your mama. I think there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, but I think also um, a lot of people have set themselves up for, as the Bible calls, angel of light, an angel of light or false teachers, false yeah. understandings. And that doesn't happen suddenly. That happens because people allow themselves to hear something that they're not sure they're being totally intellectually and emotionally and even spiritually honest mm -hmm. with what's happening. And you just move the needle off a little bit, but then you get caught up in the sensationalism of it all. And then another thing happens and now you kind of go along with the next thing and masses of people will do that because they will just continue to believe the next stupid thing somebody says. <laughs> and um, that's where mass deception will come in. Yeah, and, I was um, going to say I love the concept that you brought up, the sensationalism of it, because I think prophecy is like the shiny object of the gifts of the spirit. Like it's it, like the, it ooh, is. Like, so everyone wants to like prophesy or hear the prophet, and prophets prophets get idolized. The gift of prophecy gets idolized. But at the end of the day, if you look how insignificant I'm saying this, <laughs> knowing the honor of the gift, but sure. how insignificant it, a prophet is in that. God is simply just wanting to show his love to people and he's using prophets to do it. And so yes. at the end of the day, it's still all about God. It's not some shiny like <laughs> Imagine that, Terry. Yeah, it's right. all exactly. about God. Yeah, it's so simple, but like we get, you know, in this, I don't know, Pentecostal type movement of like, ooh, the prophets, like which is <laughs> I want to honor them, of course. Yeah. But and I want to honor the gift, but it's become the shiny object of idolatry almost sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, go ahead. I, I think, I think too, people, because we've seen it, dude. I, we, we're, you know, our story. We, we were in a group that prophecy was the main spearhead. So yeah. prophecy yes. either kept you under, pushed you over. Prophecy was leading you, which is terrible because the Holy Spirit should be leading you, not a prophet. That's right. And so, like, there was all these things that we noticed, but also, too, there are five giftings listed in scripture, five mass major giftings, the five major. That, that the apostle you should be under, the prophet you should be under, the, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like we, if you have all five of that, you understand the role of the prophet. Then it's not over-sensationalized. It's like, no, there's imbalance with right. the apostle. It's imbalance with the pastor. It's imbalance. And they should all be under that banner, right? And it's so like good. I, I think more and more as I study this and the more I like operate, because I do, I love pr the prophetic as much as the next guy, I love, dude. I got into this. Yeah. Show, you know, I, I, I've only seen uh, um, Harold do it. I, you've done it too. But Harold's a rock to star. But but reading thoughts, yeah, dude. Like yeah. that stuff is cool. Like it's like yeah. wow, that's awesome. But I'm I'm starting to get into those realms, and I'm asking God for that, not because I want the gift. I want to edify this dude. I yeah. want to see him yeah. broken before the Lord. Like why? Yeah. Why did the woman at the well? get convicted because he wasn't using the prophetic gift to, to shame her. Mm -hmm. It was to right. show her he's real. Yeah. That's this right, Massey. Christ, you know? And so we were talking about prophecy in this respect, that it is in a lot of ways over-sensationalized. It is all those things, but it's still real, so relevant, yeah. so needed. How does the balance happen, right? And how right. can yeah. you operate in it as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that you said the con the whole thing about all can prophesy. And that's yeah. that whole, 
uh, you know, when they label people, you're a prophet, you're an intercessor, like gift, there is no gift of intercession. Everyone can intercede. That's right. Everyone is called to intercede. So this, you're, you have an intercessor's heart. No, everybody should have an intercessor's That's heart. Right. There's Everyone only one intercessor, yeah. only one. Right. Only one. And he's seated at the right hand of God, Amen. making intercession for us day and night. And what you're saying, Carrie, is so powerful, too. You know, guys, I and I don't say this with any, any, you know, I don't know what to say, anything like thinking I'm special or anybody special or whatever. But I could take a kid, a child, and spend enough time with them, training them in prophecy to practice their gift, where they'll start reading people's thoughts and stuff. But the issue at hand is people say, well, that's not biblical. It's not biblical. Jesus, when the Pharisees were around him and they were going at him, he knew their thoughts and said, why are you trying to kill me? And they said, who's trying to kill you? Basically coming back saying, we didn't say we were going to kill you. And he's like, but you are. And he was telling them what they were thinking. And that happens. It's like, um, I, who is, is it Paul or Peter? I think in the book, Acts Massey, maybe you'll help me here. But where the one sorcerer, you know, came to him and said, you know, I want to buy these gifts and I want to do these oh, things. Paul. And what did he say to him? It was Paul. He said, I see that you are bound by iniquity. He used the words, I see. He was looking what? inside that guy. I see, I see, I see, right? Yeah. So you can train people that are not a prophet to be way beyond the office of the prophet. And you know what differentiates between gifting and the office? It's really simple. Yeah, you said this before. You got it. This is so good. I really think it's simple, Massey. And the simplicity of it is this. I've heard so many manuals and people preach on this and different camps say it different ways, right? And I love all of them. They're, they're awesome. Everybody's got such good points of view on things. But this, this one thing, they say, if you're going to be a prophet specifically, you got to have this many vocal gifts. You got to be able to do this. You got to be able to stand on one leg and you got to have all these different gifts working. And if you fit that Rubik's cube together, you're in the office gift. And uh, I just, I don't get it. I don't see it that way. What I see in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 is simply this. It says that the fivefold ministry, which you just eloquently labeled mass, is for the edifying and the equipping of the saints, period. So whatever that gift is, whether you have a huge prophetic gift or a small prophetic gift, if God has marked you and God does this, if he calls someone and says, you're going in the office of the prophet or apostle or evangelist or pastor or teacher, we must also realize that Paul said, he said, I may not be an apostle to others, but I am to you, which, which means the fivefold ministry is a responsibility not just a gift. It's a gifting, but it's a responsibility, a mantle for a mission, a, a special assignment to a segment of the body of Christ, or maybe the world. And that's all the difference is. So you have gifts, but then you have responsibilities and an assignment. That's what fivefold is, an assignment to edify and equip the body with the gifts God's given you. That's it. We were just talking about Nathan going to David, right? Yeah. And I thought, do you notice that Nathan, I don't, read it in scripture prophesied to the nation he, he was specifically assigned to david that's it and good word him. yes so i was like you know i was thinking about this going dang he had one specific assignment he was very much directed to help david hear the voice of god that's it that's and it like you knew that's a prophet that that's a prophet for that purpose at that time same with apostles you're for that territory for that purpose for that time um, I, you had said something in one of your uh, little pieces I'd seen the other day. Uh -huh. and I, I really want you to 
kind of help. It was so good. I was like, okay, I, I want to hear more of that. You said, I, I'm, I'm not saying things because you said people will say, if you say something, it must come to pass. It must this. You're like, no, but the book of Matthew says, you know, when judgment comes, make sure that you, the women aren't pregnant and nursing. Right. To pray. It, it, when you said it, I was like, dang. Because I used to think, well, no, we should be able to hit the word if we're getting it. No, we're actually giving the word to turn the tide in prayer. That's right. To get God to do what he's always wanted to do was liberate us, right? Right. So could you explain that? It was so good, dude. Well, Massey, I, thank you. Yeah, two things with, with predictive prophecy, and I can go into this huge, I could get my whiteboard here or whatever, but the, the two things we recognize with predictive prophecy is, number one, it is to predict things to forewarn so people can be ready. Jesus predicted that Jerusalem would be surrounded, and it was in 70 AD, as you guys very well know. But Christians were not necessarily harmed in that because they knew what to do. Amen. They knew what to do. They were not there. They were out of dodge when that happened. He said, when you see this sign, get out and get out now, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a thing that you recognize with that. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 25, he talked about when you see this sign, he said, pray it doesn't happen in the wintertime and pray that there is not nursing mothers. Pray that you be not pregnant during this time. And what that tells me is in the words of Jesus, he's saying, this is going to happen. But we can alter the timeline at least a little by our prayer because there's a part of the sovereignty of man that God has chosen to work with us in prayer. And he's looking for his body to engage things. I think about, I think it's the epistle of Peter where it says, those who hasten, you know when it's talking about the earth will be melted by fervent heat and, yep, yep. and the elements will melt. And then it talks about, so therefore what kind of people ought we to be? And it goes into saying that we need to hasten and now you could say we're looking for, but it also says hastening. Now, this might be open for some interpretation, but I do believe that even if a prophet said Jesus is coming back on this day, I think God would move the date just to make sure he kept his word. <laughs> and and because uh, he said no man knows the day or the hour. But I think we can hasten or pull back on some of those things based on what it says, lives of holiness, obedience, being the body of Christ we're supposed to be. I think Jesus would have come back a thousand years ago if the church would have accomplished its mission. I do think too, like I used to get really cynical with that when people would say, well, yeah, Christ's coming back because it's like, okay, guys, look, I'm very, very simple. I'm a very simple-minded person. It's like history dictates this, history showing us that it's repeating itself. Watch out for those signs. Be careful, right? Like start, yeah. start storing up things that you need, start yeah. doing this, start doing that, prepare for this, do that. Right. And I look at the old prophets. I look at the Jeremiah's, look at the Isaiah's. When they're prophesying to the people who were in captivity, mm -hmm. they were like, I've preserved you in captivity. So like, Lord, are we going into a season of this? Are we going into a season of you coming back? All these other things. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Are you prepared? And are you hearing the voice of God for your family? Again, are you that uh, the apostle, whatever you need to be in your home, right? to hear for your family yeah. and, and, and lead them. Right. Because I think we can send a ton of warnings. I've, I've heard, I got people that are on social media. I actually took social media off my phone weeks ago. It just, gosh, there's so much crap. I just, that's great. Now. I read it once a day now. Like I don't even want to get <laughs> off anymore. It's like, geez, but there are people putting out words three years ago. There's a famine coming. Didn't happen. Oh, God told me a famine's coming in 2021. Well, it's 2022. There's a famine. We'll see. We're seeing the famine in this respect. It's like, those words, they're, they're so ethereal, right? So I used to get really cynical, but then I started to realize, no, God is actually 
I'm the fool. Like, I don't want to be foolish here to negate the word of God is still real, right? That there's still prophecy in scripture we need to heed to, right? But I just keep going back to this show. I I go back to history. If he did it for them. That's good, man. If You know what I mean? If he did it for our founders. Come on. If he did it for Germany. If he did it for Martin Luther. If he did it for Knox. Why wouldn't he do it for us? Like what? He's going to do it for us, Massey. And it's like, my kids get to see their prayers answered. My kids get to know the God of heaven for themselves. They don't have to. You just said it before for passwords. We didn't need to be checking on them. My kids now get to see the glory of God and not ride my coattails of faith. They get to pray for this nation. They get to pray for their friends and their kids and see God for, because now they're in the system of this is corrupt. There's no, you can't turn on a channel anymore. You can't watch YouTube anymore without some kind of corruption where they're coming up to us and saying, well, that went gay. That went this, (laughs) that went that, you know, now they have to pray to God. They have to go to the Lord for themselves in intercession. They have to know the word of God. Like this is the time we were all in, in a backwards way. We wanted our kids to be ministered unto. Okay. So disobedience happened. We saw the government go amok. So now we're in this position, right? The devil overplayed his hand. Now our kids are being the beneficiaries of this. They get to see the power of God. So like, what are the times? You know what I mean? What, what are we in? Is it, I know he's coming back and he'll come back. I think this is where we do it. Like he'll come back, make sure you're doing your duty. Make sure you're doing what you've called it and let your kids be the beneficiaries of that fruit. I hope this makes sense. It does, bro. It's like when you're talking, I'm thinking nowhere as Christians, we were just talking about this particular conversation I had with a lady, like, it's just too far corrupt it's too far corrupt like somehow the corruption in america is too much for god like <laughs> it's just this corruption's too big for the god of the universe to like, it's just too much like I, I mean yeah it's i'm not trying to mock those people that are in that hopeless situation but like you have to look sometimes logically knowing the word of god you have to look logically at who god is yeah and it can't be this like utopia of who god is right it's a logical no this is who he says he is and this is what he's gonna do so, yeah you oh you guys it's true you know i think so many people when you look at like thessalonians also where it talks about do not despise prophecies or timothy right you get into this whole thing of, do not despise prophecies the reason is is because prophecy has given a lot of people something to despise and uh, it it's, doesn't mean that the gift isn't real. It doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. What you have is a lot of kids running around with Nerf guns and squirt guns, and they don't really know what they're doing. And it's because there's a lack of training and, and you can't even fault people. Like there's times I've told people, well, that half that word was accurate. The other half was flesh and it's okay. I said, I've done that, you know, and, and people get so offended. It's like, how dare you insult the spirit of the Lord? I'm like, well, half that wasn't the spirit of the Lord. Half of that was you coming up with something that's not going to help anybody, you know? And, and uh, many times mass, you know, part of the gifting I work in is I'll go into meetings and I look at people like you do, like Carrie does. And I'll see things on their life. And I'll see I'll literally by faith, see markings on their body where people prophesied things to them that had nothing to do with the spirit of God, where they tell them things because what people do is uh, you either have the cold reading side of things where people come in and they, they just make stuff up because they're under pressure to do it. Or they will look at people and begin to evaluate them with an intellect and all this. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you stick with edifying, comforting, and exhorting, then it's that's okay. But if you start to give direction 
or you start to give, hey, this is what's going to happen. Boy, I see this coming for you. And you don't really see it. Or you fluff their feathers, telling them they're better than what they are. And you really take them down a road that's not right. You begin to do what's called gainsaying. And that's just particularly in word of knowledge I'm using. But that can work in any arena of prophecy, telling the future, you know, saying what you think is going to happen, you know, just kind of getting a revelation or even this, you know, I've been to heaven a bunch of times thing. A lot of this gainsaying where you do have a legitimate revelation, maybe stirring in you. And then what you do is you add to it. You add your own revelation. But you need to, if you're going to do that, people criticize me on even our program because sometimes I'll say, um, yes, but I think this is what's going to happen. So I've seen this. And because I've seen this, now I want to talk about my interpretation. Or I think it seems to good to the Holy Spirit and to me that this is what I think is going to happen. Now, if you have a direct word from God, then you say it. But you were bringing up another point with Nathan earlier. I thought that was so good, brother. Um, in regards to, let's look at John the Baptist. He didn't prophesy to hardly anybody other than Herod. That's true. He announced Jesus. And then he's like, hey, Herod, that ain't your wife. <laughs> that ain't lawful for you, bro. <laughs> he went to heaven early, that boy. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you see that. You know, today, that wouldn't be a popular topic, you know. <laughs> but, but, anyways. but even that, right? This is why we don't admonish a side. I look, we've talked about this, you and I. And, and, and I remember when you said, I always wondered why you were never like on the side of the R. I vote mainly R, but it's because there's so much corruption on both sides. I would be an mm -hmm. unfaithful witness to the word of to the word of the Lord, to the knowledge Mom, of God, to the Constitution, mm -hmm. to not call out those things in both sides. Like yeah. it would be so unfaithful. I would actually um I said this to someone the other day. I would hate to be a friend of someone who knew something about me that was corrupt or wrong and never said it to me because I couldn't see it. That's I mean, good, I'm, brother. I'm supposed to lead, right, and help them through their darkness to bring them the light. That is yep. my job. And it's not just prophecy. It's not all these things. It's like we have a duty to do before God. And, and that's what uh, I think your gift, when I wrote down, you guys got to follow this ministry. It's because I know. I said this about this before, like when you have a word or whatever, it should come with patience. The reason why I know when you get a word now and you can give it so fast, you've sat on your gift for what, 30 years? Yeah. You've ministered mm -hmm. through it. You've walked through it. You took time off from it. You, not yeah. from the gift, but like from public ministry, you've sat, you've, you've honed this thing so to where you're at right now that the, uh, the, the fruit of the spirit's evident, love, joy, peace, patience. I've never heard you not do a podcast without joy with patience, with yeah. peace. Like you always wow. leave the, the hearer peaceful. Not only here, this is the fruit of ministry. This should always be the litmus of the fruit of ministry. Yeah. Yes. It's all the fruit of the spirit, but recognizing God is still the judge. God is still sovereign. God is still king. He's still a God of war. So like there's all the spectrum of God. And it seems like you'll bring this like, okay, here's a corrective word, but here's the word of the Lord on the other side to bring you joy and victory and to walk you through this. And like, that's the kind of prophecy we need. It's not one-sided. Yeah. It's not lopsided. It's not, well, like you say, what's the word you use? Pretty, pretty pony. <laughs> the the, <laughs> the, the pretty, word. pretty pony gospel, God, brother. You. Don't worry about it. Don't it's worry great. about it. You're an idiot. <laughs> away. You, see, you should worry about something, but not worry <laughs> in the flesh. It's yeah. more, I must press in now. Um, I got I to gotta start fasting. We were talking about intercession. Yeah. Like, how, how many of us understand fasting for people going to the throne oh, man, come on breaking for people yeah. like not just the five minute prayer i stay in my truck and then i go inside and do my work it's literally he is bringing me to my knees and i can't it's the word talk. 
and it's it's in you and and, and you're birthing something for somebody you know? and you don't even know Come on, it is, but it's like it's brokenness and carrie was talking she's yeah, no, said, Come on, and it, she, you had said something about breaking for, and I, I want you to repeat it because it was so good. But like that that point where I don't even have the words, but that's oh, the most powerful yeah. part of prayer. Yeah, I was just sharing um, in in praying for people that I have felt before, like this burden in prayer where I have to break through for something or a person or a situation, and yes. I'll go to prayer. And I, and like when you're praying, of course, you know, God hears you. You feel you're in the throne room. You know, he's listening, but I'll yeah. get to the point where I am so groaning and crying out for that person that I feel more effective at that point when there's no words, it's just, I'm groaning and praying and praying and crying out for that person. I feel more effective at that point than I do in yeah. the words that I said. That's awesome. That's prophetic right there. That's prophecy in motion right there. Mm -hmm. That's it. Discerning of spirits. That's that's awesome, Carrie. So there's this. So every other week, Carrie's not. This is the Carrie Compo show now, because everybody tunes in. The she is pretty her, awesome, bro. I am her guest now. So every other Friday, we're going to be on. I would love to have you and Heather on to discuss yeah. some things, dude. Oh, I'd love to, man. Not just because of not just because of prophecy or whatever, but I want to talk about ministry, right? Mm -hmm. Like people want to get yeah. into ministry. They want to start. How do we do this on the right foundation? You guys have your story but we're fruit of your ministry. Our family, our yeah, ministry absolutely. is fruit of your ministry. Yeah, you guys. Well, Heather, to share that light and Goshen message that she... Not that we will. Message, She'll but... share it. See, you know, another... Uh, here, here come the women. See, Kathy, their Carrie Compo show. See? Oh. All the women banding <laughs> together here. Feminism, my foot. The Carrie Compo show rolls off the tongue really well, so... <laughs> well, she's in the works with that right now she's gonna do it it rolls off the tongue i'm telling you <laughs> so yeah. anyways what now uh, no, sorry no, joe we, we would just... love to have you on to to talk about this oh bro, i'm all over people, it people have a, a word they have a ministry they have a thing but it doesn't have to be you know massy comp you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't have to be oh, a yeah. platform yeah. it's yeah you're, you're a pastor in your workplace you're well, a mass in your workplace yeah. you know here's something that i want to say about this too is you know on on our app we're building right yeah. You're one of the guys, and I mean, I haven't talked about this stuff publicly or whatever, but I, you know, whatever, we're bros. And so I, I want to, I would like to um, start doing more on their live where I have you routinely and we go for it because we can't be edited or altered there. And, and I'm looking at doing stuff and we're, we're getting quite a, an audience there. And so I feel like you and I could take the gloves off there, man. Like we could go for it <laughs> and we'll use the other things as a net, you know, and be, begin to bring people they can really hear something they need to and want to hear. You were talking about prayer a moment ago. And I'll tell you, people that are not praying right now, and, and this is a stern word from the Lord. If you're not praying, you're watching this show right now, you're watching Massey and Carrie, and you're not a praying person you're going to miss this window. It is that serious what we're coming into. Uh, our team yesterday, we got together. I wish we could have been together with you guys too. Um, we got together and we began to pray and it went for three hours of intense intercession as a team. We were praying over every, everything, the nations, partnerships, people, just dealing with, you know, all this stuff, praying for, I'm, you know, by the Holy Ghost, we're praying for you guys and your audience, you know, because the spirit of the Lord is saying to people right now, you got to get in tune. And I mean, get in tune right now, like right now, because if we don't, I know that there's waves of things coming and we will be swept away. Those who are not hearing, those who are not seeing, those who are not walking this process out.
And you guys have such a, a beacon, a beacon of life on this broadcast, a beacon of life on this program. I am honored to be a part of what you're doing. And I believe the Lord is going to continue to expand, expand this. People don't know this about Massey, but he says no to things all the time. He says no to some of the best. Most people be chomping at the bit to say, I want that opportunity. And Massey's like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Where other people would, would run towards it and they'd say, give me that opportunity. And Massey says, if it ain't of God and it, and it ain't part of my vision and it ain't what God told me to do, we're not viable. In other words, we, we don't do this for money. And I love that about you guys. And everybody that's a partner with you guys, they need to realize how wonderful and character-driven you guys are. And I've heard that from you multiple times where I've never actually heard other ministries say to me, I've had this huge opportunity, uh, open doors, big platforms, and then not do it because they didn't think it fit their vision or they just didn't feel the spirit of the Lord on it. I just so admire that about both of you. And uh, that's such a rare thing. And... Um, in, in that same process, that same process, there is a deeper sense of prayer we need to lock into now. I yep. mean, we got to lock into it. I think there's going to come a greater awakening. I know in the 90s and 2000s, you got IHOP and all these different people doing 24-hour prayer, which I think is wonderful. But I believe there's going to come a resurgence of that with a whole fresh take on it. And I believe oh, the, Lord, the Lord's been speaking to me about this intently. And Massey, this is who you guys are. You know, when we had our conference, Days of Fire, like a year ago, <clears throat> we were together. And I remember laying hands on people till like, I don't even know what time it was, guys. You probably remember. It was either 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 in the morning. I don't even remember. I just know that there was hundreds of people standing in a line. And so many ministries, when they get done, they're like, well, the anointing's left and uh, I want to go to Perkins or Danny's or something. And we're not, we don't roll like that. No way. <clears throat> and you guys don't roll like that. We got done and we're like, okay, now we really go to work. And we laid hands on and you laid hands on every single person that was at that conference who wanted it and prophesied over each one of them, prayed for healing over each one of them. And we didn't just release tons of prayer teams to do it, which we'll probably have to do eventually. But it was us. And I'll tell you what, there's something about that that I believe comes from the heart of prayer that does that. And I so admire that about you guys. Like you're really about the people. You're about the people getting the word of God. You're about people getting built up in their faith. And that is what the Lord's looking for. When people get into ministry, and I know I'm now I'm on a bandwagon, I'll, I'll calm down here. But when people get into ministry, they think it's about them and their name and their platform. And that is so backwards from the heart of Jesus. It's so backwards. And you got to ride this line of, okay, God's telling me to do something. So I need to work hard for it. I need to get after it. I need to promote. But you got to do it from the right position. And I'll, I'll, I'll slow myself down here with this story. <clears throat> I had an encounter with the Holy Ghost. Um, oh, gosh, it was probably a few months back. It's always so general. You don't know what was what. But it was within this year. And I stood up, and I was in an archway of my, my home. And I'm walking through it. And the Spirit of the Lord said, stop. I said, okay. I was home alone. Um, and as I'm there, the spirit of the Lord said to me, Joseph, watch. And all of a sudden I saw a rocket in the spirit shooting up. And the Lord said, I'm going to show you this. And then you're going to see it. And you'll know what I'm about to say to you next was of me. So I saw a vision of a rocket shooting up. And he said, this will be from China and it's going to go up and up and up. And basically they're going to deny this happened. And <clears throat> then he said, if you will keep yourself small in your own eyes, I could really use you. 
if you'll humble yourself and stay really small in your own eyes, Joseph, then I can, I can actually use you. And I just was, I said, sir, yes, yes, Lord. And I've heard that word from so many people. If you'll stay small, if you'll be humble, if you'll basically just let God and don't try to grip and control everything and, and you know, run the show the way you want things done, just you and you let God, then God can use you and reach the masses through you as a vessel, right? And so the next day I'm looking at these news articles and the Lord showed me, all of a sudden I went to this page, I saw a rocket China had launched, it actually hit the moon and then people like Great Britain, all these other nations are saying, this was from China. And China said, it wasn't us. We didn't do it. But the Lord literally told me, he said, that was not a word for anyone else. I wanted you to see that they did this. And it was so I could confirm in you. And you need to know that this is why I want you to remain humble. It's because I'm going to shoot people like you through the stratosphere. But you need to remain in a place where it's not about you. And I believe God's doing that with you, Massey and Carrie. I believe the Lord has already weighed you tested you. I believe that this whole thing that came against Carrie and her sickness was a lie from the devil that tried to stop the woman of God from beginning to set people free. And what I really see with you guys is you've even overcome bitterness or like uh, people that have worked in a medical field so long in ambulances, seeing people hurt and destroyed and the all of a sudden carnage becomes normal. And you have not let that get on the inside in ministry. And the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise this platform up now. The Spirit of the Lord is going to raise up Carrie's voice. You know, Carrie, he should have killed you when he had the chance. I'm telling you right now, the spirit of God is on your life. You will not shrink back. And the Lord God Almighty is going to roar through you like a lioness. He's going to roar through you with a fierceness, but it's going to be filled with the love of God. And people are going to find their voice. Listen to me, Carrie. People, ladies are going to find their voice when they listen to you. They're going to find their voice. And Massey, you are going to do mass instruction. You're a weapon of mass instruction. You're going to do many things that God begins to bring to a, a playing field that shakes off chains. It shakes off ignorance. And the Lord's going to position you and propel you. You weren't needed like you're needed ahead now. I had the Spirit Lord tell that to me. That's a real ego boost. I don't need you right now, Joseph. Sit down and shut up. And then he told me, now I need you. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, the Lord has need of you. He's going to need you in 23. He's going to need you in 24. And he's going to need you going forward. He's going to need you. And it's this type of, of foundation that has been ground into people like you who've paid such a price for years. You came out of Egypt. You came out of practically a cult. Okay, You came out of all these things that were so terrible. And yet here you are. Here you are. And now God can trust you. And a lot of people try to jump into ministry and they say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you know what happens? They're untrustworthy. The first thing they get hit with, they're done. That's mm -hmm. why we never put novices in leadership. Come and on. you guys are going to raise up an army. Dude, can you tell him what you said about this ministry, about timing? Because people are like, you should be at this. You should be doing that. You should be getting paid this. And you've always had the same response. It's the timing. Like, it's mm -hmm. not our time yet. This isn't, we're building something now and being solidified. And you just said some things. Yeah. I was Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I just, it's like you it's hear such confirmation, when you step dude. into ministry, everyone's like, I mean, we've been on the road with people who get paid thousands of dollars to speak and they're like, right. you should be doing it this way. And it's like, right. you don't think I want to get paid thousands of dollars to speak? Thank <laughs> it you. It's so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is like, to me, like there's always, again, a timing. When I want to go back to what you were saying about prayer, giving people a warning, if you, if you're not locked in in prayer, 
you're going to miss it. And I'm like reminded of Esther, how everyone, that cliche, you know, talking such point for such a time as this, for such a time as this. I, I don't know how many times I've heard that word given to people. <laughs> what made that for such a time as this possible was Mordecai and the children of Israel um, fasting and praying for three days. And that's what set the stage for her to be able to that, like operate in her gift or her anointing. Come so on. It's not like for such a time as this, the one person, it's being locked in in prayer with the Lord. And I just, when you were talking, I didn't want to dismiss anything you were saying because everything was amazing. Thank you. But I just wanted to jump back to that. That's what made that opportunity possible is being locked in in prayer with the Lord. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just moved because there, there's just so much confirmation. I don't care. And you said it. I don't care about the platform. Yeah. I never. We you never don't. Have. I can vouch for that. I know you don't. It's never been about that. It's really been when we go out minister, man. It's about them. Yeah. And we like they're so like, dude. People just need so little to be moved. You know, like if I you know. just give them the spirit, so little to be encouraged into by the Come faith on, because they've been so broken. You know, you yeah. said don't hate prophecy because so much prophecy was being hated because it was being taken so so corrupt. And being in those positions and being in churches that did go corrupt, I'm stinking honored to be at Revive Church with an apostle who knows oh, yeah. the word. Praise and God. Spirit and wants us to move forward in ministry and pushes us mm -hmm. to go forward in ministry and wants governmental things from our church to be proclaimed and wants these things and be an influence. And Praise so God. We have that, but then we have guys like you. Like when you were talking about your app, I literally, it was two weeks ago, I told Mikey, I said, I really feel... We're going to start connecting with people who we're going to be multiplying them in, in this platform and we're going to be multiplied in their platforms. And yep. there's, some, there, there's a, there's a surgeon's coming where we're going to bring podcasts on to this show. Just yes. feeding the people yeah. just, just come on, Nancy. So it's a media hub, but then it's like, I know that we're going to get picked up too, because yes. there's so much that, that we, we fill a, a niche and a lane and, and a yeah. thing for this, but the word of God is all of it. You know what I mean? Like we fill the whole governmental thing and that's good. And I think we'll continue to do that. We, we, we want to give hope to, to, to and destroy governments and thinking they're above God. That's, that's really our calling. I believe we're supposed to go against that. But the word of the Lord, man, is so powerful. And when you give someone a word or you preach something where they're like, it unlocks yeah. them. There is no, aside from salvation, dude, mm -hmm. there's probably no cooler feeling than that. It's right. like, wow, they caught it. Thank you, God. You did it. <laughs> people will spend their whole life. Dude. Never hearing from the Lord, never receiving a word. Like they never get spoken life over. They never hear from the Lord well, for themselves, but like even somebody ministering to them. Yeah. And how many people walk their whole life like that? I mean, Joe, when you score, when you succeed, the whole body wins. Right. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. Dude, when one ministry succeeds and gets it and, and nails yeah. it, the whole body wins. Yeah. And yes. we can look at ministry like that. And not that he has his own. He has, no, we're all together here. Like yeah. if you win and those prophecies hit and prayer move this, I benefit from that as the body. Right. Like, yeah. that's awesome. When someone gets saved, all of heaven rejoices. Well, how much more on. the ministries, how much yes. more God moving in, in our lives, you know, in our kids, like yes. that to me is more powerful than anything. And yeah, we've turned on <laughs> opportunities. I don't do, I didn't get this. The reason why I do, and I'll be honest here. I literally thought about this. I'm not about to whore out what God gave us because I didn't yeah. get it. He gave it. Mm -hmm. That's not mine to whore out. I, I this, this is his. And if it takes yeah. 10 more years, fine. But I didn't call myself to a, to a destination. Mm -hmm. God called the ministry. He'll make the destination. I don't care. And so I believe firmly that patience is what brings 
the people. Patience brings the fruit. Patience brings. If we stayed in that lane, man, we wouldn't want to be overnight sensations. I don't want that. I want the word of God to endure forever. You know what I mean? We want real revivals that are word and spirit based. And, and, and that's where you've always been. And that's why I love linking up with you and connecting with you. And it's not about you, bro. You know that. I've always said that about you. It's not that. It's literally you do submit and your wife and your whole team submits to the voice of God. And that is oh, so yeah. stinking awesome, dude. And we're so honored to, to, to be with you, to partner with you and uh, all that stuff. And we want to have you on it, like I said, uh, as a guest, you and your wife, to really dig into oh, this we will. aspect, man. That'd be so cool. Just to- Oh, we love you guys. You know, we being with you is a high honor. I, I love being with you. And we'll, we'll just keep doing this. Massey, you said something earlier, and um, I'll say this quickly, but um, I found... I actually was talking with Rick Renner about this. Okay. I just respect him and his point of views on the word of God. And he, he asked me a question about how do people come under authority who are in ministries, you know, and they, they traveling ministries, they do all this stuff. How did the early church come under authority? How did Paul come under authority? And I said, well, he, he was under Antioch. That was my first thought. He, he was under Antioch. He was under the preachers there. He said, that's not possible. He traveled for years. Oh, nobody was, you know, over him from Antioch. And then I realized it's your team. Hmm. It's the people you're with. It's the people that you draw close to you. And, you know, we have people that speak into us. And I like that about you guys. And this is something that I actually really crave is I surround myself with strong people. They'll never violate my vision, but they will tell me what's wrong with me (laughs) and they will tell me if i'm missing it they will tell me right to the face man and i encourage that and insecure people don't encourage that because they want to do whatever they want to do and that is why so many people fail they'll have what they want but they'll never go to the full potential god has for them and i see that with you guys you guys crave that and to me that's such a sign of not only godliness but great character you know, gifting gets you to the top of the mountain, but character will keep you there. You know, your gift will get you there, Mass. My gift could get me places, but then you could explode without character or you fall apart, take a lot of people with you. And when I'm alone with leaders, alone in rooms and leaders, meaning preachers, whoever, business people, whatever, and they have a responsibility to people, I hit them really hard sometimes, like really hard. And I'm like, you don't fear, man. You do this for Jesus. And if you're doing it for any other reason, you're all immoral and you got this mess going on, you need to repent and get right yeah. and, and hit them hard because there's a lot of people that follow. And I, I admire that about you guys, that you have people that surround you that are not afraid to speak to you. Not, I'm not talking about controlling people or people no. that try to dominate, but you like them looking at you and saying, hey, what's wrong with me? What's right with me? And I trust you. So my life personally is in the hands of about, three or four people like yeah. I, and it means like my ministry my life my character it goes away or stays on the decision of these three or four people um and i love that about you i just no, think that's a word for somebody i just had to say it thank you i was just gonna say that's a word for somebody because i feel like too there's people here who have had ministries and who failed and you hit the bottom and you felt like well that was that for that season i guess i'm not supposed to be used no no that's a, that's a lie mm-hmm. it's okay repent of that move forward, like get, get back up and persevere and move forward. I feel like, dude, when I get around people, I've said this to Pastor Todd a lot. If you haven't checked out our church, reviveusnow.com, you can see all of his sermons. He's amazing. So this Pastor Todd one time, what I love about him is he'll correct me. 
he'll correct me and he's he's got nothing to gain from me it's great leadership he just wants me to move so like if he can help me remove the boundary stones for the water to flow why not why Why not why don't you want those boundary stones removed for the water to flow yeah you're blocking your water like if someone sees the stone and you can't see it right then have them help you remove the stone no matter how much it hurts just remove that stone and and Dude, a real friend has nothing to gain from you. They're willing to tell you the truth, even if it costs a friendship, but they love you. That's a real friend. And you're right. The circle's small. I've got four tops. You're one of them. Joe's oh, yeah, are, same, are, are one of them. It's like the, the circle's so small because, again, they're not coming in from the outside saying you should do this. They've been with you. They've been sifted with you. They've tested yeah. with you. They've fought with you. They've prayed with yep. you. They've developed you. They've discipled you. They've walked with you. And there's such a there's a peace there that they have their own thing going on. They don't have, they don't, they don't need to benefit from you. They want to see you grow. That's they right. want to see you fulfill. And it's like, yep. that's so real. And that is yep. needed in the body more, I think. So anyways, any who's <laughs> go to the self evident truth.com. Also Come on. go to josephz.com. You guys pick yourself out a self evident t-shirt. Come on. <laughs> you got the best got- merch. You yeah, guys, we, merch is the best. Well, you like, wait, man. We got some new stuff coming out. Too. Oh, I'm, I'm really serious. Excited. You guys, I don't know how you do it. It is so good. You know, I hate to talk, but it's my wife. I hate to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's her. But no, we got some really cool stuff coming out. Guys, also, go to go to Joseph Z. Check out his stuff. Go on his – you go live every day at 9, uh, Monday through Friday, right? And uh, 9. 9 Florida time. Florida 7 time. Colorado time. Yeah. 7 Colorado time. I was going to get there, guys. Come on, chill. Oh. <laughs> Carrie jumped you too. It's in my head. Uh, but no, in, in two weeks, Carrie will be on again. We'd love to have you guys. Um, if, if it's possible to right after love your to. show, we, we go on. Um, and so we, we would love to have you too. And also too, if you haven't partnered with us, we're not saying we're good ground. We're, 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 we are good ground. We're not just, you saying, are good ground. we're doing what we're called to do. So is his territory. Mm-hmm. So is his field guys. I'm telling you, you want to be beneficiaries of your seed actually doing something. You just want to- Messi, what are your partners called? What do you call them? Torchbearers. Torchbearers, I knew that. I just wanted to make sure people knew that. Um, Man, I just encourage people, you're watching this. You know, we we shared this to our group. Uh, I want to say to everybody, if you're on our group and all this, please, you know, consider being a torchbearer with with Messi and Carrie. And the reason is, is they have a unique message. You know, I know a lot of people like David Barton. They like different ministries. Massey and Carrie, however- they have that same ability, but they're prophetic, they're Holy Ghost spirit filled, and they love discipleship. And there's multifacets to it. But if you've never heard Massey teach or instruct on constitutional foundations, where we come from, the laws of the land, and why our founding fathers did what they did, it so is interwoven with the Bible. When when we had you guys at our conference, and please, this is for everybody listening, when we had these guys at our conference, Massey would teach. And literally, you could hear a pin drop in the room by the time he's done. Like, everybody's mouth was open. Like, I've never heard that before. I never knew that before. You were critical of, of everything from Trump to the Biden to all of them. Uh, and then pointed out the good things and then really went constitutionally down the road of why uh, we don't even understand what we got going on. And so people are like, we want this, we want that. It was just so clear and powerful. This is a ministry that must be partnered with. It must be. Because young people have got to absolutely um, hear this and 
people don't know what they have. And if they don't know what they have, they lose. So I encourage everybody, become a torchbearer. Get behind these guys. You know, maybe you want to do things here like tithe to them, give to them, drop, you know, whatever God tells you to do. And uh, I don't know what the amounts are and stuff, but probably just for any amount. But I would say to you, please, if it doesn't mean much to you, it might not mean much to God when you give. I, I ask that question, Lord, does this mean That's something good. to you when I'm sowing? If it doesn't mean much to you when you're sowing, it might not mean much to God. And I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying it might not because God just only, he just wants you to feel it when you give, you know, and if that's a small amount, great. If it's a large amount for you, great. As long as you're feeling it as an act of worship and you're uniting with a ministry, don't throw. So, and I'll tell you, God will begin to bless you and you'll get this, this powerful information coming to you and it'll be revelatory. Become a torchbearer. Yeah. Amen. I appreciate that. Yeah. And we, we've sown into his ministry and, yeah. you know, we've become a part of that red tribe and seeing what's happening and seeing the plane, seeing the vision, dude, you, that just encourages us. I'm telling you when I was at your house, uh, I was actually, uh, um, what's his name? Dude, it's in my head. What's his name? Dave. Dave yes. Oh, Dave, Dave, Deepak. Yeah. yeah Deepak. When we were at, when we were at his house, it uh -huh. just brought so much revelation to me. I'm like, Oh, you're taking me higher. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen this before. I'm seeing it now. We mm -hmm. we were <laughs> we were by the fireplace and we were both like, "What the Lord's awesome." In the morning, you remember? It was like we were so tired. But we I were, dude, bro. We were so we were, tired. We, we like, were super tired. Vision and like where God wants to take us, and it was like I'd never seen that type of elevation before. Where God brought me with you, and it's like you. He always does this to me. He's bringing me up that level for a reason. He's showing me these things for a reason, not just to look at it and say that's nice. No, it's to go there. And so you yeah. encourage me to really step out and ask and be in faith because I believe it. You believe it. We believe in you guys. Um, so be a part of that. Check out this, this, this broadcast of his, Joseph Z in the mornings, uh, and you want to be a part of it. And, and so we love partnering with you, dude. We're, we're going to get off here in a minute. Carrie oh. has to pee. Uh, we wanna, <laughs> we wanna... <laughs> well, so, we love partnering with you, too. <laughs> we love being Bob Real, too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. It's kind of, oh. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Oh, Heather ran in the room. She, so I just did this impromptu. Over she didn't even know what I was doing. Hey. Hello. Hi. I had no idea, you guys. Aw. Terry's oh. got to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, you're going to be on in two Fridays with us. Yeah, just so you oh, know. Sweet. Let's go. <laughs> we got a hey. lot to say. See, Dave just commented. Oh, did he? Oh, Dave. Yeah. I'll tell you what about our ministry uh, with Dave when he jumped in with his wife, Robin. We yes. took off yeah. um, because wow. I've submitted to a lot of his concepts and things, and he really helped me bring some order to it. And so that's that thing we're talking about. You surrender, yeah. mutual surrender, not yeah. alter the vision, but you find a better way of hitting that target. It's, it's powerful stuff. So, yeah. Can we have Heather share the story about when you were meeting with some investors and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, save that for break the next it down. Yeah. We'll that. Yeah. Well, seriously, we'd love to have you guys. We love you so much. We bless your ministry. We pray for you so much, and and we are so. Oh, I'm serious. Do we have a redo? Yeah, let's do this. All right. No, yeah, it. yeah. We we will do it. She'll um, share that story. We'll give you the Disney version, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Heather. Yeah. What, what, well, the Disney version's it. evil, so we'll give you the. I don't know. Anyways, we'll no. give you the Veggie Tales version. Yes, yes, Jesus. Can I be the tomato? I kind of love that. Anyways, we love you, and uh, guys, we love you listening. We'll see you next week. God yeah. bless. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Oh.